so get up at 4.30 a.m., <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, would try to hit the road by 5.45 because uh, during my time in seminary, they were still doing construction um, on uh, 65 South when you got to uh, like the downtown area in uh, Birmingham. And we refer to that area as malfunction junction <laughs> because if you don't get to that, that area there um, before like 730, you're going to sit in traffic some days for an hour uh, just trying to get to uh, your, your destination. Uh, and so I would have to leave um, very, very early in the morning to, to, uh, to try to get to my 8 o'clock classes. So I'd have class from 8 to almost 3 in the afternoon, uh, Tuesday through Fridays. And so I'd get out of class, and then I would drive back to Madison County. So I'd get back to Madison County uh, around 5, 5.30-ish maybe. Uh, keep in mind, I haven't said anything about doing work for the church because I still had a job. I haven't said anything about studying yet. And I still haven't said anything about being primarily, uh, you know, which is my primary, you know, role, a husband and father, right? And so I'd get home, and priority number one, you know, was go be husband and go be dad. Go be, go be the family man that you are. Because uh, we had two small children uh, while I was in, they were both in diapers at the same time <clears throat> while I was in uh, seminary. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so uh, I'd go, you know, try to be husband and dad until the boys went to bed. And then from maybe, you know, eight to God knows what time at night, I would try to do church work and try to do studying for school. And most of the time I finish studying and doing all of that 1 a.m. some nights. Uh, so let's say on an early conservative night, uh, maybe 12. But mind you, the next day I had to get up at 4.30 to go right back to Birmingham. And that was a tough time on uh, on my family, and, uh, and especially on my wife, uh, because during that time, uh, I mean, she, she was everything. Because I hadn't said anything about cleaning. I hadn't said anything about cooking, none of that. And she was, man, she was everything during that time. And so, you know, thank God for a, a, steadfast, a steadfast and loving wife who stood by me in that process because it was hard on our family. And I know that it was y'all's prayers and y'all's, you know, I'd get a call from someone every now and then uh, encouraging me and all of that. And so... Uh, Really appreciated y'all during that time, uh, but now we're we're uh, on the other side of that, <laughs> and I thank God. And and I told I joke with Alex about this a lot. If I knew what I knew today, and he came and asked me if I wanted to do it again, there's no way. There's absolutely no way that I would do do that again. <clears throat> uh, there were there were times um, that. I would I would sit in my car and contemplate after after class, how am I going to tell them I'm quitting? 
Like, how, how am I going to break the news to them that I'm just done with this? <coughs> but again, because of, because of God's faithfulness, due to God's faithfulness, uh, we, we, we made it through. So probably sounding, you know, like a broken record now. But thank y'all for y'all's prayers, for the phone calls that I received, for the, you know, words of encouragement. Uh, it, it just meant a lot to me during that, during that time. Ready to start the presentation? All right, smooth. Can uh, someone give me a hand to uh, move this table to the middle? Hmm? Oh, I don't know where the cake came from. That I had nothing to do with that. <coughs> uh, kind of out a little bit. Let's put it, I'm going to move the flowers and put it like right behind me. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if it's going to be all the way on camera, but that's cool. It's all good. Sitting back there. She's sitting back there where we sit during church. You gonna go? Okay, go ahead. Are you gonna stay up here with me? Hmm? You gonna stay right there? Hmm? Say it again. Oh, <clears throat> can't pick you up right now. But I love you though. <laughs> All right, y'all, let's, uh, let's open in a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for just a moment to just testify and witness how your gospel, how you're still at work. You've not failed us. You've not let us down. You're still saving folks. And you're still working through your people to call people to faith and repentance in light of the gospel. So, Lord, I thank you for my friends, my brothers and sisters who are gathered in this space Lord, I pray that you will honor them for their faithfulness. And God, we give you praise. We give you glory, honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. So some of y'all are kind of familiar with some of what I'm going to... Oh, I need to move that so y'all can see the slides. That was not smart. I appreciate that. Thanks. Y'all can't see it from this side now, can y'all? Can you see it, Richard? Okay. You can see it, Mandy? Okay. All right. Smooth. Great. Okay. Full disclosure, um, this is a uh, keynote um, presentation that has been converted to PowerPoint, and it already looks different. So if, if things are kind of out of whack, 
It's not because I designed it that way. It's because it was converted anyway. So uh, pretty much everybody in this room knows for the you know last few years, uh, my wife and I have been seeking God's uh, will concerning church planting. And I believe God has called us, called my family, uh, to make disciples and to plant a church in Madison, Alabama, on the south side. So in July, my family and I, along with our launch team, a full, I'm going to go off script just ever so slightly. Um, some of my launch team members weren't here today, but I want to share this um, this is a testament to God's goodness and also to um, me needing some humility. Uh, so we started out, we had uh, seven families who were going to go out with us to help us, you know, get the, the church off the ground. And the, the Lord, through his providence, said, I'm building my, I'm building my church, not, not you. Uh, a few of the families who were originally slated to go out with us, uh, they got new jobs in different in different states. And uh, so to my ego, uh, that was a little bit of a crushing blow. Uh, but at the same time, um, for each family that um, said that we weren't going to be a part of what you're doing because we, we, we got – new jobs. I celebrated with them and rejoiced uh, for the blessing uh, that, that God gave them. But for every family that did that, we got emails and phone calls from other families who said, we would love to be a part of, of what you're doing. And, you know, some of the families could, couldn't uh, make it on today, uh, but we do have <clears throat> a couple more families that are interested in, in who are going to be going out with us. Um, I, I never imagined um, that I would be doing a scratch plant because I was afraid of that. Like, if you'd asked me at any point during this process if I'd scratch plant, which means, like, no people, basically just going out, I would have told you that's a fool's errand. Uh, but the Lord, again, the Lord says, hey, I'm building my church. Um, and so th- this Hope City prayerfully, in, in, in my mind, I believe, will be built not primarily by transfer growth, people coming from other churches. It'll be built by the Lord bringing people into the faith, by calling people to faith and repentance. Okay, that's my little tangent. Um, <clears throat> so, um, we're going to be sent out by you all. Also, by the way, most of the time I'm giving this presentation to people who are not the village church. Uh, so a lot of this language is like meant for people who aren't the village church to hear. But I'm going to just go verbatim uh, with what I've got written down because I like a script. Uh, so in July, my family and I, along with our small launch team, will be sent out by the village church to plant Hope City Church on the south side of Madison, Alabama. My family currently lives on the south side of Madison, and I consider it my parish. Um, Now, the south side is the area of Madison that stretches from Interstate 565 to the Tennessee River. 
between Zert Road. Did y'all know it was pronounced Zert and not Zert? Yep, it, it is Zert. It's a German German word. Uh, it, so it's between Zert Road and Wall Triana. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with that area, which I think everybody here is, uh, it covers everything south of Interstate 565 behind the Toyota field, behind the Trash Pandas Stadium. Uh, so the next time you're driving down uh, I-565, just send up a prayer for your boy because I'm back there somewhere. There are actually three uh, sections of three cities represented south of I-565. So Huntsville, Madison, and a little small town that a lot of people don't even know exists called Triana. And so I am now starting to build relationships in the community. Uh, I've been serving alongside the uh, town of Triana, the city council and their parks and recs uh, director. So I'm trying to discover what the needs of the community are. And so we're looking forward to doing more back in the town of Triana. You can go ahead and go to the next slide. So I'm going to talk about our vision to plant this church uh, but before we get into the reasons for planting a new church, I want to make sure that all of us in this room are on the same page. I want us to understand exactly what I mean by the phrase church planting, because, again, it's not just transfer growth. It's not what we have in mind here. I want a couple volunteers to help me out here. What do you think of when you hear the phrase church planting? Anybody can answer. That's good. Start from the ground up. Good deal. Putting down roots. That's good. Go ahead and go to uh, the next slide. <coughs> Excuse me. Y'all can see that, right? All right, good deal. It's, it looks small to me, so. Uh, missiologist and Sanford professor Dr. J.D. Payne defines church planting as evangelism that results in new churches. This is a great definition of church planting, in my opinion. It's a bit different from our modern conceptions of church planting, because modern conceptions of church planting are simply churches that started as a result of the reshuffling of Christians from one congregation to another. And we hope to grow our launch team uh, to be larger than what it is right now, uh, but we hope to grow that launch team with the goal of evangelizing the area. Um, so we hope that Hope City is a result of evangelism and discipleship, and again, not just simply from reshuffling other Christians from other churches. So that's our concise definition of church planting. It is evangelism that results in new churches. So now I think we're on the same page. You can go ahead and go to the next slide. So why plant a church now on the south side of Madison, Alabama? Because are there enough churches in Madison County already? So why do this? I'm going to give you all two reasons. There are several reasons, 
But I think these two, in my opinion, are the most important. The first one is very simple. Go ahead and go to the next slide. Because Jesus said so. The Lord Jesus gave a command to his disciples just before he ascended to the Father. Go ahead and go to the next slide. Matthew 28, 16 through 20. That might sound familiar to some of y'all. The command in these verses happens best, and some even argue exclusively within the context of the local church. So the Great Commission, some would argue, doesn't happen without the local church. So I believe the best way to see the fulfillment of the Great Commission is to plant God-centered, biblically faithful, and contextualized churches all over the world. You can go ahead and go to the next slide. Believe it or not, second reason is that there is a great need for church planting on the south side of Madison. South Madison is a fast-growing and diverse area. In my subdivision alone, there are African-American, Caucasian, African, Asian, European, and Middle Eastern families. For me, in my community, the nations aren't just overseas. They're in my backyard. So the south side is home to tens of thousands of people, and the rate of growth is outpacing the number of churches being planted. Currently, there are only about five or six churches. There's only a handful of churches south of Interstate 565. And that area that I mentioned to you earlier, it's an area that spans more than 20 square miles. Bet y'all didn't even know all that was back there, did y'all? None of these churches are PCA, Reformed, or Evangelical. That's not a bad word, y'all. And a few of those congregations are aging or dying congregations. I hate to say that, but um, I'm building relationships with the local pastors back there, and those are those are their words. They, they said that themselves. So there's a need for churches who can also, in that area, uh, withstand the intellectual scrutiny of a place like Madison County. Uh, it said that the Huntsville area... Um, it said that we have more PhDs and engineers per capita than any other city in the U.S. It was recently ranked as the 25th most educated city in the United States. If the Lord wills, I hope to do some doctoral work myself someday. So with the growth and condension of uh, condensing rather of higher education in a particular area, also comes the growth and pervasiveness of secularism, atheism, agnosticism, secular humanism, skepticism, just generally speaking. I believe that our denomination, the PCA, is uniquely equipped to bring the gospel to bear on many of the cultural issues impacting our society if we apply our theology, resources, and biblical ethic holistically. As the world continues to wrestle with the, uh, with the reality of suffering, with issues of race and justice, with issues of gender and identity, I believe that Hope City Church will have an opportunity to bring the gospel to bear on these issues in South Madison. 
at the end of the day, I'm just Amos. I'm just a kid from the housing projects on the northwest side of Decatur, Alabama. Sunset Projects. Pat knows about Sunset Projects. I graduated high school with a 2.7 GPA. So I don't necessarily consider myself an intellectual at all. I'm more of a deep thinker than an intellectual. And, uh, you know, the economist Thomas Sowell would say that's actually a good thing. Uh, But I believe the Lord has uniquely gifted me and my family, my wife, and my children even also. Uh, He's gifted us to serve in a place like Madison County. There's a unique harvest in Madison, so we need to plant thriving, biblically sound churches, a church that is passionate about evangelizing the lost and making disciples. We can go ahead and go to the next slide. So let's talk about vision, mission, and values. Can y'all see that? My desire is to plant a thriving, reformed, joy-filled, diverse, disciple-making church. The vision of Hope City Church is simple. Gospel renewal. Gospel renewal, a.k.a. revival. The full vision statement of Hope City is... Our vision is to see gospel renewal at the heart of the city of Madison, Alabama, and beyond. Now, Dr. Tim Keller defines gospel renewal as a life-changing recovery of the gospel. Gospel renewal can happen on a personal level and on a corporate level. And so I want the people of Madison to know the hope of gospel renewal in every area of their lives. I want the people of Madison to see the beauty of Jesus with fresh eyes. And Hope City will accomplish this. We will accomplish this vision of gospel renewal by being driven by our mission. And so Hope City's mission statement is we exist to raise up disciples who proclaim the hope of the gospel with words and live out the hope of the gospel with our deeds. I want Hope City to be a church who serves people holistically, both the body and the soul, the physical and the spiritual. We want to do both theology and ethics. We want to be concerned about doctrine and devotion, orthodoxy and orthopraxy, truth and service, word and deed. You can go to the next slide. Which one is that? So Hope City's uh, core values are truth, service, unity, and joy. And so by truth, we mean that we trust and believe in the the authority of the Word of God. In service, we want to be a church that lives lives of radical generosity for the thriving of the church. Now see, the church is capital C and the community. Unity, we live together in Christian community as a diverse family because we are united with Christ. And last but not least, joy, because we glorify God and we enjoy doing it. Go to the next slide. Excuse me. I also desire Hope City Church to be a church family that feels more 
like home to people from all walks of life, but particularly ethnic minorities. I believe that the PCA is the best denomination in the world on paper. I believe we have the best system of doctrine. I believe we have the best form of church government. I love our liturgy. And by liturgy, I mean our um, our uh, worship process in the gathering. Um, I love the connection that the PCA has with the Reformed tradition with the broader historical church. I love the PCA's generosity and commitment to service. I love our commitment to global missions. But I do believe with all the good we've done and all the good we are doing that the PCA still has work to do. Although the PCA's reach and vision as a denomination are expanding traditionally, the PCA has not felt like home to ethnic minorities. Now, my brothers and sisters, I listed off all those good things that I love about the PCA because this is not meant to be an indictment of our denomination. Rather, it's just an observation that we have an opportunity. So part of my passion for church planting comes from my desire to see the convergence of the PCA's theology and the PCA's resources and passion for uh, and, and, and the, excuse me, let me go back and do that right. So my passion comes from a desire to see the convergence of the PCA's theology and the resources that the PCA has, along with the passion for Jesus found in many minority culture communities. So did y'all get that? Because I fudged that a little bit. So what we're doing is something like what's kind of already taking place here at the Village Church. And I would love to see this expand and develop even more with Hope City Church. I was brought on staff. You can go to the next slide. I was brought on staff here at the church, (coughs) excuse me, in 2015 for the purpose of being trained to eventually plant another minority-led PCA church in North Alabama. And during my time here at the Village Church, I've had opportunities to grow as a leader. I was given opportunities to preach through entire books of the Bible. I covered the pulpit and shepherding ministry for six months while Pastor Alex was on sabbatical. I created, built, and led new teams I revamped old teams and programs like small groups and community relations. I led several evangelism and outreach campaigns. Also finished seminary and became an ordained teaching elder in our denomination. I believe all this has helped me to prepare for church planting. So what's the timeline? You can go to the next slide. Go to the next one. I would love for Hope City Church to be planted and worship services launched within 18 months of being on the field full-time in July. So do I have my timeline up there? Yeah, I forgot to finish that slide. 
So, pretty much a concise timeline for church planting uh, will look like me being on the ground full-time in July. So, right now, what we're doing is prepping the soil. We're tilling. We're tilling the ground, getting, getting it ready. Excuse me. The second step will be sowing, planting the seed in the tilled ground. Um, and that will be us actually gathering as a launch team and inviting people to come and be a part of our launch team. Uh, the third will be sprouting, growing roots and shoots. That's pretty much being trained and uh, being equipped to do evangelism and discipleship within our launch team so they will know what it means to be a disciple maker with Hope City Church. Because what it means to be a disciple maker at Hope City Church or at Valley Prez or at the Village Church, it looks a little different for everybody. Um, so just training and what it means to be a disciple maker at Hope City Church. And then last, um, fourth, emerging as an emerging plant. And that pretty much means a um, opening up the gatherings for public worship, having a uh, Sunday morning worship service and we hope to see that um within the next 12 to 18 months and go to the next slot <coughs> excuse me i should probably turn away from the food all right so my brothers and sisters village church faithful this is where you all come into the story in order to plant the seed of the gospel in Madison, I need y'all's help. I need y'all's continued help. So I'm inviting y'all to do three things. Pray. Please pray. Pray for me. Pray for my faithfulness to the kingdom of God. Pray that I would continue, continue to be conformed to the image of the Son. Pray for my marriage. Pray for Jessica. She uh, walks into this season. This is all a season of insecurity for, for for our family, generally speaking. We don't know what's what's out there. I guess I can tell you this. And this is a little bit of a tangent, um, so just bear with me for a moment. Um, the devil don't like what we're trying to do. We're making a strategic attack against the kingdom of darkness by planting a church. And I don't think it stops with just Hope City Church and my family. He's going to come after the village church, too. He's going to come after Southwood. He's going to come after Valley. Because as we start to bring church planters in to make disciples in this area, this kingdom is going to take losses. And my family, since we became an official mission church, has seen a significant uptick in spiritual warfare in our family life. I'll give you an example. <clears throat> I'll give you an example. All of these things happened in one day. One day. <sighs> my car, it's a Toyota Corolla. You don't have issues with Toyota Corollas. <laughs> they, don't, they don't break. 
they, you don't have issues with those. They they stay on the like. I think it's, it's the statistic is crazy. It's something like 98 percent of Toyota Corollas that were built in the 1980s are still on the road. Look that up. I probably you know most statistics you know are made up right off the you know in the moment. So y'all just go check on that because that might be wrong. But the point is. It's like you just don't have issues with Toyota Corollas. But my car started having issues. Like like I, I was on uh, one of these freeways, and I went to hit the accelerator, and my engine said, mm-hmm, but the car didn't move. Uh, so, And then um, I can't remember. It's my, my wife's not in here. Uh, but either our washer or our dryer just stopped. It just it just quit. And then uh, later that evening, oh, let me go back to earlier in the day. My son, Caleb, he's a do-gooder. Like, he is a Pharisee, like, for real. <clears throat> um, he's also a covenant child, so I want to make that, make that clear as well. Um, impeccable behavior, but had, a, had some kind of issue that, to happen at, at school. I'm not going to say what it was, but it was pretty bad to the point that, you know, we had to get involved. And then later that night, as I was getting ready to give him a bath, I went to turn the water off and the water wouldn't shut off. All of these things happened in one day. In one day. And, and here's again, if you use a, if you use a washer or a dryer, eventually it's going to break. If you drive your car long enough, Eventually, you're going to have car issues. So I'm not saying that the devil caused that to happen. But the truth is, is that the enemy can use those things to sow the seeds of discord in your family and get you off of where you where you need to be. Anyway, um, I lost my place, but I wanted to share that with y'all. Oh, yeah. So I'm inviting y'all to do three things. Pray. Pray for my wife. Pray for my children. Pray for y'all selves to spread the word about what we're doing. Y'all know people who live in that South Madison area. Tell them about what we're doing while you're sharing the gospel with them like you're supposed to do in the Great Commission. <laughs> oh. And then lastly, give financially. I'm asking that you all would pray regularly for Hope City Church, that you would spread the word and that you would give financially because we won't be able to do this without the prayers of the saints. And we won't be able to do this without your financial giving. Let's go ahead and go to the next slide. I'm going to skip some of this. So, again, we need uh, we need money. It's just no other, no better way to say that. Now, the Lord has been and is being gracious to us financially blows my mind to see how the Lord is, it just blows my mind to see how the Lord is providing for us. Because uh, when I came on staff at the Village Church, you all started putting money away for this day. So the Lord has blessed us to save a lot of money during that time to put toward church planting Hope City Church. And with the help of other individuals and churches, 
we have now raised almost $100,000. Yeah, y'all can give it up for that. But here's the, here's the kicker with that. That has only happened since February of this year. So churches and individuals are getting behind the vision and mission of Hope City Church. But we're not quite there yet. So I want to give you, my brothers and sisters, an opportunity to return to God what he has graciously given to you in order to see the gospel spread and to see disciples made. So I'm asking you to partner with us financially because we need you to get this work done. So I'm asking you to give by faith. I'm asking you to give with uncommon generosity. My dad would say, give till it hurts. Because we need you. And here's a QR code that you all can come scan after the presentation. And it will take you directly to our giving page where you can support the vision and mission of Coke City Church. As I end end the presentation, I just want to again say thanks. It means the world to me to be able to do this. And it wouldn't be an exaggeration to say none of this would be happening without y'all because that's the God honest truth. So thanks and God bless.